Have you been told that in order to lose weight, you have to eat slowly? And yet you find the whole idea unappealing, or maybe your life it just doesn't allow for you to eat slowly. If that's the case, rest assured, that statement is not true. And in today's episode, I'm going to be explaining what the benefits are of eating slowly, but all kinds of other ways that can help you figure out what it is that your body truly needs. So, are you ready to hear some new things you might try? Let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang, and this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for 10 years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So, if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number 131. Well, hi there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I just started working with a new client this week, so for those of you who maybe are listening to this podcast for the first time, some of the things that she brought up might really actually be thoughts that are going through your head too. So listen for some commonalities here. She had worked with、um, a personal trainer at her gym, and this person, who will remain nameless, <laughs> was insisting that she needed to eat slowly in order to lose weight. That was the habit that he wanted her to focus on. And so, for those of you who would like to try it. And I think eating slowly isn't necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I will say that digestion starts when we chew. So the more you chew, in some respects, the easier it will be for your food to digest. So if you want to try eating slowly, it could be、uh, you could just try counting how many times you chew and add a few more chews. <laughs> <laughs> I had one client who、uh, kind of made it a game and and counted up to twenty each time he took a bite of food, and he noticed how much it actually helped him pay attention to how the food tastes and to actually enjoy his meal as opposed to feeling rushed. And he noticed too how much how much. More, he was actually chewing his food than he normally did, which just kind of he was using that sort of scientist or、um, you know really experimenting to see what worked best for him. So 
Other ways you can slow down the pace at which you're eating might be to put your utensil down in between bites. So whether you use a fork or a spoon or chopsticks, right? Those are all things where it will actually help slow down the pace. And then, if you're gonna tap into that sort of mindful eating experience, or I would actually call it practicing that eighth sense, tapping into your eighth sense interoception, which I talked about in a previous episode, you might want to really focus on noticing the taste of the food, the smell of the food, the texture, and its temperature. And you could even try narrating the experience, like all the way from I'm picking up the spoon, I notice how heavy it is, to how it feels as you put a spoonful of ice cream into your mouth, the texture of the spoon itself, the temperature of the ice cream. These are all ways for you to actually really notice, really notice and name the experience that you're having. Now, when folks talk about practicing mindful eating, it's usually in the context of being distraction-free so that you actually can pay attention. And one of the things I know working with clients is, especially if they've got kids or if they're really busy at work, that's just not an option. This whole idea of, eating distraction-free, or I, I know one coach um, called it having a monk meal where you're eating by yourself. <laughs> no TV, no phone. And if that's not something that's appealing to you, you might try it once just to see what it's like, what you might notice. My big thing is always going to be to really give your body the opportunity to experience that food. Give your brain and your body the experience. So I'm a big fan of instead of eating by yourself distraction free would be to eat with others. Because if you're in a conversation that usually naturally slows down the process. And actually I remember back when I had Pacific Heights Health Club, one of the members actually was from Italy, and she noticed coming here to the United States that people were eating on the run all the time. Grab and co, eating in their car, fast food. It makes it really hard to pay attention and enjoy the food you're eating. And so it was an interesting observation. If you've, you know, if you've never experienced anything but that, you might think that that's, that's how it works, but it doesn't work like that in all cultures. So you may try really focusing this week on having your meals. Maybe it's the one that's most challenging for you to pay attention to how you're feeling by sitting down with other people. Another thing you might actually try is to eat your foods in a different order. So one of the things that I love telling folks to do, especially at Thanksgiving, but I think part of it is because I do it all the time when I eat myself, is to focus on eating the nutrient-dense foods first. 
and then the energy dense ones, which is opposite of what we usually experience. If you go to a restaurant, what do they do? They bring you uh, a basket of bread, which is energy dense. Nutrient dense ones would be having that salad first. So I am not going to ever say don't have the bread or don't have the baked potato. You might choose to have uh, bread this time and a baked potato next time, but I'm really all about not triggering scarcity or deprivation, either in your brain or in your body. I don't think that serves us. But if you're hungry, the food that you're eating when you're hungry will taste better. And I know this to be true because <laughs> I remember when oh, years ago, a friend of mine uh, ran a half marathon and I was at the finish line waiting for him. And for all of those runners, they had juice and cookies available for them to, to refuel at the end of the race. And they were just these really cheap store-bought cookies. And after running 13 miles, those were the best tasting cookies that he had ever had. So when you're hungry, you may try really focusing on the nutrient-dense foods first, even though your body may be craving the energy. You will get those nutrients in, help to slow down the digestive process, help with the blood glucose levels because you're eating stuff that probably isn't a simple carb. And then if you're really struggling with paying attention to when you're full, the other thing you can try is using a smaller plate which will give you sort of a natural break to decide whether or not you're gonna go up for seconds. So when Matt and I go and get uh, Mongolian barbecue, if you've never tried it before and you're in the Bay Area, I highly recommend this restaurant called New Mongolian Barbecue in Mountain View. And what he noticed when we started talking about eat when you're hungry, stop when you're comfortably full, he used to always go back for seconds. I'm a really slow eater. So I would be halfway done with my plate. He'd be done and he'd be back up in line. And by the time he finished his second plate, he was usually pretty stuffed to the point where he might actually be uncomfortable. These days, he waits until I finished eating mine before making the decision as to whether or not to go and get a second plate. So it's just a little delayed gratification. There's nothing saying, well, if I want more today, I can't go back up and get more. He's just giving himself, giving his body the opportunity to catch up for that food to make its way to his stomach to feel full. So, what I'm doing here is really trying to identify, help you identify some of the rules that you may have in your head about what you need to do in order to lose weight. So eating slowly might be one, eating by yourself, practicing mindful eating, eating with a smaller plate. All of these things are nice to try 
to help you tune into what's going on with your body. But I do not want you thinking of it in the sense of portion control. Because control has this compliance component to it. And compliance really, it really does focus more on external as opposed to internal. Dieting is all about focusing on the external. So while I'm on that topic, I want to make sure if you haven't signed up yet for my upcoming workshop, Dieting Detox, I'm doing a little shameless plug for it here. So the Dieting Detox workshop is taking place on August 1st, so Monday, August 1st, at 5 o'clock p.m. That's when we're starting. And I'm actually going to be doing five laser coaching sessions instead of three. I've gotten some other folks who are interested, so I have the feeling <laughs> I'm now budgeting three hours for this workshop. Okay, And what we're going to do is we're really going to identify what those rules are that may be getting in the way of your ability to lose weight for the last time. So in Moxie Club, what we talk about is the hunger scale. I want you to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're comfortably full. And this is all about tapping into that interoception where your body knows when you're hungry and it knows when you're full. This is more about us being able to tune into that, pay attention to it, because we all know that newborns know when they're hungry and when they're full. If you go on Google and you search on signs for hunger for infants, there are whole charts that show you what a baby may do when they're hungry and what they may do when they're full. We as adults actually have a lot of those same cues. We've just been ignoring them for a long time. So if you want more energy during your day, recognize your body needs fuel. And by fuel, I mean the calories and the nutrients that come from food. And if you find that you are skipping breakfast or skipping lunch because you're too busy, I want you to check in with yourself. Is there a sneaky thought that goes along with being too busy to eat? Like skipping meals may actually be this attempt to restrict calories. Well, I'll eat less today. If you're doing that, I want you to recognize that your body senses that it doesn't have enough energy and it will automatically slow down your metabolism. So again, you're not burning as many calories as you might otherwise. So if you were eating 1,500 calories in a day, your body may actually reduce it down to, say, 1,300 calories. And then what happens is if you skip lunch, by the time dinner rolls around, you're far more likely to overeat. So again, 
I would love for you to pay attention to eating until you're comfortably full. And so if eating slower helps you recognize that, great. Maybe you would just want to eat at your normal pace, but like what Matt does, wait and see. So you can, you can actually serve yourself half the meal instead of the whole meal on a smaller plate, finish eating that, wait five or 10 minutes to see if you're still hungry. And if you are, continue eating. Something simple, simple like that. And I say eat when you're hungry. This is another one of those, uh, I remember my friend visiting whose daughter was struggling with weight a little bit. She was asking, well, when should she eat? And again, you hear me say it, eat when you're hungry. There's no specific time. Now, let me let me actually clean that up a little bit. There is this idea that our body will need to be refueled every four or five hours. That if you're not feeling hungry after five hours, I think it's time to actually check in with yourself. Maybe move around. And that may actually get your body to sort of wake up and say, oh, shoot, I'm low on, I've been in rest mode. I'm low on energy. I need to, I need the fuel again. Okay. If you know, though, that you're not going to have an opportunity to eat for more than four or five hours, maybe you need to go six hours, then I would say that you may want to actually insert a substantial snack, something to tide you over until the next time you're able to sit down and actually have a meal. But again, this is all about knowing your own body and what it needs. And ultimately, I'm saying all of this because I really just want you to be able to heal your relationship with food and recognize that there's no one-size-fits-all solution. So if anyone's telling you you have to eat slowly in order to lose weight, that may be true for some people, but I know it's not true for everyone. So when we talk about dieting detox, I'm talking about we're, we want to make peace with food. It's a lot of what intuitive eating is talking about. So if you've got the food police telling you you can't eat certain foods, or you've got what they call the nutrition informant sort of saying, oh, you know, if you drink Coke, Coke has a lot of sugar. And making you feel like you're not supposed to be eating that food. And so then the diet rebel kicks in and you're, you're going, well, I feel like eating that, so I'm going to eat it anyway. I just want you to listen to your body and its wisdom. And what I really want is for you to be able to truly experience joyful eating again. We are supposed to enjoy eating. It's not supposed to be this fraught relationship. <laughs> Calories are our friend. Those nutrients is something that our body needs. And we want to take care of this body that's taking us through life. So again, one last time, 
if you want to sign up for the Dieting Detox Workshop that's taking place on August 1st, 2022. So I say that in case someone's listening to this podcast a year from now. It's Monday, August 1st, 2022. We're going to start at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And to sign up, you want to go to my website. That's moxie-club.com slash let go. One word. We're going to let go of those diet rules that are getting in the way. Getting in the way of being able to tap into what your body already knows. Okay? So I'm going to wrap up today's podcast with a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.